welcome back to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about Detroit, uh, the newest movie from Oscar-winning director Catherine Bigelow, who also did uh, Zero Dark Thirty and um, Hurt Locker, which won an Oscar somehow. That you just cited. <laughs> um yeah, and so I guess the film technically stars John Boyega and then Anthony Mackie's in it and Will Poulter uh, and a couple other people that are billed. Uh, Jason Mitchell, not really in the movie. John Krasinski, not really in the movie that much. Yeah. Jacob Lattimore. Uh, yeah, Jacob Lattimore. Uh, and, and they would, I guess I thought they'd have bigger roles from the trailers and whatever else in the movie. Um, but they're in it, but I, I would mostly say it's like John Boyega, Will Poulter, or the main uh, actors in the movie. Um, so <laughs> before you, this movie came out, do you wanna, I was, I was going to yeah. I was going to ask if you want to talk about what it was about first at all or no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's supposed to basically takes place the night of, uh, the riots in Detroit in like 1967, like one night specifically. Yeah. Um, there was some like drama at this place called the Algiers hotel and motel. some motel, sorry. <laughs> um, and there's just like a bunch of murderous racist shit going on not dissimilar to today <laughs> and uh and yeah it's just a dramatization of that night and sort of like telling the story i guess of what allegedly happened that's a good way to put it because it's uh yeah only one third of this movie is actually based on like definite we know exactly what happened stuff you know yes um and so and it's probably this, and it's probably the worst third of this movie, but it, yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell you which third that is, but but yes. Um, so before the movie came out, watching the trailers, I told Josh it wasn't going to be good, and I wasn't going to like it, um, and I didn't. And I don't actually know how Josh feels, but I think that you liked it, though, right? I I mean I I, I would I would say that's a fair assessment. Not as much as I had hoped to when I knew the people involved were and who the actors were, but. I this movie has three very distinct thirds, and I have very, I have varying opinions of of each three. Is how I would put it. Okay. All right. Do you want to? All right. Let's go. Which Which one is your favorite? You want to just start from the beginning? I, I, well, the, I I found the f- beginning to be a really interesting setup and a pretty interesting create to create a way to create a war zone, but also maybe not as tight of a story as it could have been at the same time, because. Uh, not that I needed to get to know all of the characters a lot better than they did introduce me to them, but uh, like I, I liked a lot of the visual stuff it does. It sets up how things are going pretty badly in Detroit, and you get a pretty good sense of like an American war zone, a modern-day American war zone. I mean, we haven't had a war on American soil since the Civil War, and... Um, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't at Ferguson in 2015 or anything like that. So I mean, I know that obviously got pretty bad, but other than that, like, and I mean, there's the what the Rodney King riots in L.A. in 1991, but I've I've never watched a movie on that, you know. So it was interesting to see like America in a way, at least a part of America depicted as a war zone. And I think unsurprisingly, they they shot that pretty well. Your misgivings about the Hurt Locker, like it's it looks fine as a movie, you know what I'm saying? Like so, it's not surprising they were able to do that. And I thought it was cool they could create that in American City, and it got everyone to the motel like it needed to. And I just I mean, there's not a whole lot of memorable stuff that really happens. I mean, there's the raid at the beginning, which is fine. 
but like I don't know if it hits a ton of high points, but like I think it kind of sets the scene fairly well, and that's what I would say about that. I don't know. But it's it's like it, it's so long. It's like thirty five minutes introduction of like it's just like context, but it's it's just it lasts forever. It's like thirty five minutes. I think I checked my phone. It's like thirty five minutes before. I mean, it's a two, um, it's a two hour and twenty minute movie, so I guess in the grand scheme of the movie, it's not like too long. <laughs> I mean, 35 minutes for the introduction was a lot for me. I just like I didn't need that much context because it's not that difficult to understand what they're trying to contextualize to me. I I mean, like I I wasn't I wasn't like getting to answer anything. I mean, they kept it moving to different things. I I I I particularly enjoyed the um, I I particularly enjoyed John Boyega's character, the probably uh, the most in this movie. I mean, it seems like he's also like the sketchiest composite character they had not a composite character he's based on a real guy but like it seems like he's the one where they might have filled in the most blanks and not knowing a lot about him based on reading about the movie but i enjoyed his performance i I enjoyed seeing him navigate that world and we spent a decent chunk of time with him and i mean we didn't spend like a way more time than i needed with any of the other characters and i kind of wanted to get at least a sense of who they were for the most part before we got to that second part and i think it did that not that they're like all the deepest characters with the biggest motivations but i think i mean if they're just a bunch of random people showing up then i don't think that second act works as much and i particularly enjoyed this i I don't want to say i enjoyed the second half because you're a fucked up person if you enjoy it but i thought it was very well done and very tense and i'm it sounds like you didn't like any of the three parts of this movie. So, no. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot else you have to say about the first thing. And I mean, that might be part of the problem is that maybe um, it doesn't it doesn't have that many real memorable moments. I just kind of enjoyed looking at it and I enjoyed kind of getting into the world a little bit because it felt very unique. I don't know if it I mean, and, and yeah, we get introduced to racist Will Poulter. Um, that was also which was just I mean. I, I kind of enjoyed seeing that police station a little bit, just seeing how like dysfunctional they were and how ill-equipped they were to handle everything that was going on there. Because it's weird when Will Poulter walks in and that uh, cop's like, wow, you're a murderer. And I was like – and then he walks out of there and I'm like, wait, did I hear that right? Like that was kind of weird because I was like, wait, he, he, like, the co- did the cop just call him a murderer and be like, all right, be on your way? And it's like yes. that's kind of – and I was like, did he say like I'm not going to charge you with murder? Like I was very confused in that moment. And I don't like it. It, it just kind of showed how like poorly the city was. I handling. think that was the point, yeah, right? The, how like, poorly they were handling everything, and how they didn't really actually yeah. know how to deal with any of that shit. So, I mean, I enjoyed seeing some of that dysfunction, and I enjoyed seeing that world. And but I mean, I, I I'm not gonna. I can't really argue with you too much that it was fairly long and a big setup. But I'm I just I just didn't find myself as bored by it. I guess. Yeah, I was pretty bored, <laughs> and then there just wasn't really any payoff to it to me. And then the second act, uh, I really didn't like hey, at why? all. Um, it's unoriginal. It, there's just it's just gratuitous. There's no nuance to it. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean by that though? Because I've heard that in I've terms heard of that, what? No nuance. I've heard that thrown around a lot. What do you what do you, what do you mean specifically? It's just like in your face racism in your face like look how terrible these people are like everything about it is so in your face about right but what if, but if they like, don't do what that. the director wants you to get from the scene and it's to me it's uh not something i enjoy when someone is like forcing shit down my throat i don't feel like i need my racism to be like nuanced like racism is bad no, sh- i'm not saying that uh, he- here's the difference right is 
that it can be like that. But when you do it for an hour, hour and 20 minutes, it's too much to me. Like we got the point. They got the point across and then they repeated it over and over and over again. And it's like part of it is the point, right? They want you to be like, this is how terrible it is. This is what was happening to these people, et cetera, et cetera. I get it for sure, but I don't think it's good filmmaking. I mean, I guess I just, I, I mean, I guess I just uh, had a different reaction to it, you know? I mean, I like, or I just didn't come across as being like you're being over the top with this because, well, I guess they did take license with it because what I was getting at earlier is that the last third is some courtroom stuff. So there's a lot of public record about that. So yes, they could have taken license and done this differently, even though, because for a lot of things you might say, well, that's based on a true story. They're just doing what they want. Well, they, they could have changed this to do different, to do it differently. But, um, I mean, I guess I'm sure you hold the opinion that this movie is probably just too long. So I guess what you're saying is maybe, maybe you would have rather that first part been 20 minutes the middle part been 40 minutes and the last part been like 15 minutes or something i mean there's Um, just no there to me there's like no payoff to just doing you don't there's no emotion to it anymore like it's completely devoid of emotion to me it's just like hey we want you to know these people are racist and cops are terrible and they're racist and people died and it's like I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I cared about the guys in the band. I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I mean, I cared about Larry. I didn't care about the other guys. I mean, like, it seemed like, it was just, I mean, you just, I, I mean, I, I just, I guess I just, even though we didn't have a ton of time with them in the first half of the movie, like, I really, I really felt for them because they clearly were trying to rise above everything, all the shit that was going on in Detroit, and they felt like they had a way out, and now they're caught, now they're caught in this situation. You know, I mean, like, it's, uh, I, I, I was, I don't I was, know that I buy that though because. They were like – only one of the guys was like, hey, we need to stand up for something, da da da, da. and the rest of the guys are like – they didn't really – they seemed kind of like immune to it when they're at the club, and then they're on the bus and like, oh, shit, look, there are riots, and it's like, uh, yeah, dude, okay, okay, like maybe, what maybe city are you living in? Well, maybe, I'm, maybe I phrased that wrong. Like they – maybe they're not totally consciously aware of what's going on, but they definitely like – had pretty big aspirations in life and now they're and now they're and now they're roped into it and I I felt bad for them and I was pretty interested to see how Boyega was going to finagle his way out of it and like I don't know I, I guess I just even if they like I said they might not have been in Mackie at the same time like I mean he like that guy like I felt pretty fucking bad for him at this also like I mean I just I I, I like I said it's it, when you have that big of an ensemble and you're trying to do a lot with your movie it's, you're not going to be uh, creating like the most deep characters, but I still f- felt like I knew them enough, and that going through that ordeal with them was emotionally draining to me, at least. And like, I mean, I, I kind of felt like that was the point, and I get why maybe it would be a turnoff to some people, but I mean, I was uncomfortable, but like, I not so much that like I thought it was bad. I thought that that's the point is to make people uncomfortable, and th- they did that. I guess if you disagree with that being a valid aim for the film. Uh, okay. That's, that's a perfectly okay opinion to have, but I just felt like it made me uncomfortable in a good way. You know, I hear what you're saying and I don't disagree with the, the idea. Like I, I think that that was the point and I think that they did that, but I think that they overdid it and then they did it poorly to a point where what they did do that was good just lost all like meaning and value well, so, well, because so, but, but i mean like if, if they make that shorter and they just don't repeat themselves does that make it any more nuanced like what, what would you have done to give it more nuance is what, what i'm trying to want Kinder. i mean like at every single point like you're like you don't have any 
like your your frame of mind is the same at all points. You're like, these people didn't do anything wrong. These cops are terrible. They're going to treat them terribly, and then they're going to get away with it. Like you, like that's it. Well, so and there's, so do there's you think- no like human. Like one guy like saves a dude, and then it's just like okay, and then they just move on. And there's just like. I needed more of an emotional connection well, so to everything, think, so and is, it wasn't is there, there. So, is there a good way to do it? Like, um, how, how, I, how? I don't think this probably should. I, I don't think this probably deserves a movie. No, okay. not like this, at least. Yeah, that's, that's but, an okay opinion to have. I mean, like, if but I, I just didn't know if you were saying there was a way they could have done it differently. That I mean, a lot of people are questioning whether or not uh, this should have been handled by a white director. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not sure what a like what a what a what a what a black director who has a really good sense of this story. I, I don't know exactly what they do differently. Um, I mean, but I, I think that it's just informed differently, right? Like a dude writing Wonder Woman versus a, a, a female doing it. I think there's just a, a nuance that you can't get from not being a, a black director directing a movie like this versus being a white director. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I'm not, I'm not saying those people are wrong or not. I mean, like I don't, I, I. I I didn't enjoy this as much as the last two Catherine Bigelow films, but like I still think it was executed technically well and was extremely suspenseful and made me uncomfortable. And like, but what, said, what was what was suspenseful about it? I guess that's what I don't. That's what I didn't because I, feel. because I didn't know this story. Like I mean, yeah, I, I never for a second thought those cops were going to jail. But I mean, like I th- th- that I mean I, I thought the Will Poulter was so deranged and crazy that like I really didn't. I really didn't did. You buy him? Yeah. I mean, like, okay. I, I think it's because he's such a, and I think I might have been even more impressed with him than you're, than maybe I should have been, just because I think he's such a funny looking guy, and so just yeah. the fact that he can even not come, not come across as a total joke to me. I mean, maybe he did to you, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I think I thought he was pretty good, and like, and then I'm just like, like I said, I'm doubly impressed when a dude that goofy looking can actually like make me buy that he's that racist and then you hear him talk in real life and he's like the most like debonair sounding british man and it's like this is like i don't understand how you became this dude and he, he i thought he played that character so well that i just i had no idea what direction he was going to go in at any one moment because he just was so off his rocker yeah it just feels I mean, like he's kind of like what, what word did you use like enraged or sadistic or der- something what'd you say i said deranged deranged yeah He's like deranged, but it it almost just feels like without direction. And again, part of it is the the aim of of the director and the writing in the movie. But it's just like when you're dramatizing it like they did, I feel like you need to – I could feel that it was dramatized, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Um. I just, I, mean, I, I, I didn't really, I, mean, I, th- I think it's I really just really a matter of our, him that much. Okay. Well, I think it's just really a matter of our emotional reactions, you know? I mean, like it, like, I don't know. I guess I just got a little wrapped up in the, in this, in that story, in that specific third of the story. And like, I don't know, it just got me invested and I was, I was scared for these people. And I was, uh, the, some of the ways it was filmed when they were running around the house, I thought were done in a pretty, pretty effective way. And I mean, I get how it, in, in a way it could come across to some people as just like, berating and berating and going over the same thing over and over again but i mean like i, I guess i was just feeling those characters like, what's reactions the payoff to from that right like to me what's the payoff from all this like in your face racism whatever whatever these beatings that we just see over and over again and then the next third of the movie is just like a court scene and then they get away with it and then 
like I, I, to me, there's like no payoff for the gratuitousness of the middle act. I mean, like besides like I guess you're saying you're just um, during the when you're watching it, you're just like emotionally connected to it. And you're like, fuck, this is terrible. This sucks, whatever, whatever. But I got that pretty early on, and then there was nothing else after that. That well, how is this? Sort of, I, I would. I, I, then I'll ask you this: How, how do you think? Uh, what do you think makes something like Twelve Years a Slave a better movie? Um, because I, I kind of. I mean, I like. I think that's a good movie too. But I felt like th- that movie kind of felt like the same thing to me, where it's like we're just going to show this slave getting beaten, this slave getting beaten, that slave getting raped, and this. It felt like a lot of that for a lot well, of the movie. Well, and, I would say, I would say, a it has a a main character in a story like uh, like this person that you're supposed to care about yeah right specifically um i think that with chiwetel you have the context of the beginning of his life and whatever and he plays music and all this stuff and then he gets captured and how terrible that is and then you have the climax all this terrible shit that's happening and you see it's happening to him and around him and then he gets to finally get back with his family right and there's like so that's your payoff is him getting free after going through all the bad stuff whereas here it's all the bad stuff and then it's just a predictable court case I mean, yeah, but the bad stuff is also predictable. Like it, it, it didn't have any originality in the sense of like, there, it, it, like twelve years. We've seen it before, where we have these movies about race, where these people are just beaten and and it's called names and all this other stuff. And in this movie, it just like it, it feels like I've seen it before, and like it just goes on and on and on, and I'm just like okay like i get it and i just needed more from and and part of it to me is i didn't really i don't think i anthony mackie was fine um john boyega after three movies still don't think he's a good actor now i think i'm convinced now i think people just like him in star wars but i'm not sure he's actually good at acting um i mean jacob Lattimore didn't get a lot to do i thought he was fine i thought algie smith was good too algie Uh, smith was the best part of the movie to me um I mean, like Krasinski I, I, is kind of strange. Jason Mitchell didn't get enough to do. Yeah, no, like I, uh, not going to disagree with most of that. As far as Boyega, like I actually really, really liked his performance. I, I, I actually liked it better than Star Wars. And Star Wars, I think everyone just got really excited because he was kind of fun. But I didn't actually think. Yeah. I, th- I thought out of those four, well, out of those four new characters, I, th- I, I probably thought his performance was like the least impressive in Star Wars. And I actually like enjoyed him a lot in this. And um, Here's my thing, though. Uh, one thing that really was bothering me is that his character is like a security guard, and all these cops are like letting him hang around this like crime scene and this shit. And it's just like it doesn't really make sense to me why because well, they respect he's him. like because he's a guy in uniform or, as opposed to like just like but a, he's not he's a fucking security guard. Like they think it's he looks just legitimate. Weird. So. He just, they treat him but he just from other shows. He just shows up in the back of the house and is staring over a dead body, and then they're like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" And then they like let him like take some of the prisoners, like walk upstairs. Like they don't know who he is or what he's gonna do. It's it, it's very strange to me, and I, I, that part didn't sit right with me. The, the but, but the I mean, like thing. that part did happen though. Like I mean, uh, like he was sure okay, but. Is it, is that not strange to you that like if you were imagine yourself a, like a police officer and then some like security guard? I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather, I'd rather I'd rather not imagine myself as okay. one of those police officers. Okay. <laughs> but it, like, there's a dude with a 38 and a shotgun that just shows up to the to the to the motel, and they don't even they don't even put a yeah, these, say a word about it. These dudes are like super racist. 
Especially because they're super <laughs> racist, yeah. Like, and sure, like maybe it happened, but at the same time, if they're gonna dramatize things, like they really, like, I don't know. It, and then to shift from that to the the third act when they're like, he just like randomly goes to jail, and then yeah, he's so, like out of jail, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? Okay, so this is my biggest problem with the movie is that, like it, it like skipped around so much instead of just like, I mean. I, I I mean I heard I heard one podcast that was like this movie should have either been like an hour forty or three hours because like this because sure. like that they they just like really half assed that third and it may as well have just been like three title cards if you're gonna do it that way because like first of all it totally makes sense that like they would just pressure the white girl into framing the black guy like sure th- that makes sense but, but then but th- everything we've had from her up to that point of the movie she's been like a respectable like. Well, person on their side like fighting for their right of course but like, right maybe, maybe her shit. maybe her family got to her or something like that like i okay but but yeah but, but we don't know in like, this context it comes out of the blue when so, you're so, when you give a 35 minute context to the opening into the war zone into the riots and then you don't give any context to her flipping is it didn't sit right with me well that I, you're not wrong, but like I, I was, I, I that wasn't the part that bothered me the most because I just I could have thought of a number of reasons why that would have happened, and so I wasn't really questioning it then. But then, then he gets through. Then I don't, I, dude, I don't even know if we actually saw him get released though. We but see, he was released. Well, <laughs> which, well, 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 no, because he was a defendant in the trial. Um, and yeah, I, he was a defendant in the trial, but but it's weird because it's not that agreed. clear though. Because he agrees to be represented by Krasinski, same as the other three. Did, dudes. They, did they show that? No, but he had yeah. to have been if he's sitting. If there's only one was lawyer, he sitting, like, was he sitting next to them at the trial? Yes, he was at the same table in okay. the end. I remember thinking it looked a little different because they, they didn't show him getting questioned on the stand, like as like a defendant. Oh, like like and but in he's a more clearly a manner. defendant. It, it wasn't that clear to me because of that because the, I. I, I because like the way he approaches Will Poulter afterward, after the trial, it's like makes it seem like I'm getting justice by getting you guys. But it's like if he's in the same boat as them, then it's probably not going to go that well if he's like trying to overturn this verdict. Like it was just kind of weird. Sure. And and then because like I part of me also thought like it wasn't as clear to me that he was like sitting with them. Like I thought he might have just been like a witness, so he was sitting by them. Because I thought well maybe when those other dudes flipped on Will Poulter, like they might have just been like yeah the black guy was just standing around not doing anything. Like I wasn't well, I, totally I, sure. Like, what- well, I assume, but but here's the thing that also doesn't make sense is before we have the scene where the Jack Rayner and the other dude turn on Will Poulter, we have a scene where John Boyega is getting questioned and arrested as a suspect, but who said he was a suspect? Like, because the three cops hadn't talked to the homicide detective yet, like. Who's gonna blame John Boyega? I thought, for... well, okay, so so, so you're, you're you have to you have to refresh me since it's been almost okay. three weeks since so I've seen this. After the, so after so, the hotel scene, right? I we, thought I we, thought the Boyega Boyega thing happened before the other guys turned on Will Poulter. Exactly, but yeah. I'm saying who said like at what point does someone say yeah this Dismukes guy is a suspect? Right, right. I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if if the if the three white dudes didn't be like, hey, this black dude was killed them you know what i'm saying like and that's the thing it's like it, and that's what i was saying earlier it's like we're, we have we're, we're like having all these weird things that don't make total sense in this part of the movie and this is the part of the movie where they actually had a full complete accounting of what happened so it's like for the you to then like leave the audience like this confused as to the process one that's a problem with that third of the movie two 
Like they could have made that if you're if you're gonna go through the steps of doing this really predictable trial. Because, like, we kind of know how it's going to end. It's not a coincidence. The movie's coming out 50 years after this happened. It's That in and of itself is a statement about how things have not changed. Like, we know how that's going to end. So if you're if you're, you're going to insist on showing it, you better damn well make sure that it's actually compelling. And yeah. I didn't think it was really all that compelling. You did not – you have all – you have this – you put together this really good cast. Why not actually, like, write some, like, write some really interesting, well – well uh well plotted scenes in that courtroom where they're having to actually like do some real hardcore acting instead it's like just feels like there's just a few questionings that last like not even a minute and then it's just over you know yeah uh it it sort of reminds me of loving a little bit um in the sense of like we just have this like random famous white dude becoming a lawyer for these people and then just like these weird court scenes that are like incomplete and it's see, like well, – Didn't we not see the court scenes in Loving, right? They, they played the recordings. <clears throat> yeah, but I think we, we, we had – We saw a little bit of Nick Kroll talking to the Supreme Court. I think yeah, Nick yeah, Kroll yeah. had like an opening argument they or something like that, that maybe. We wanted to see a little yeah. more of it. Because – yes, agreed. Yeah, right, right. Um, and it's just like – it's strange because you're making a movie, especially topically right now, about civil rights and about – and about police brutality and all this stuff and then you sort of skip the most important part of like the law was built around like keeping minorities down and you're just gonna like skip past justice system is bad and just have people literally say justice system doesn't work like we don't get justice and it's like you should do better i don't know if we're well we're skipping about around the courts i mean i think we i think they're pretty well laid out that the i mean the what led to that eruption in the first place in the beginning where they're just like not letting the black people go around their daily lives we didn't even talk about that like opening cartoon i thought that wasn't that good it was kind of weird and like a little ham-fisted and uh oh god yeah hated yeah, that yeah, yeah i that. For, i honestly forgot about it i just <laughs> saw the movie three hours <laughs> I, I i didn't um, think that was that good it, it tried to really hold your hand into explaining what was bad when i thought they actually did a decent like i said earlier I think they did a decent job of showing of it they're being no nuance in the film yeah so that that's one part where i definitely agree with that statement there whereas like i i thought like i said they visually it told a pretty good story in that first third regardless of how long you think it went like you could tell like so just by honest, looking at it honestly i feel like i was more interested in the um the motown group and their actual story and then the the club the illegal club in the first act like those things are interesting to me and they – I mean you know what I'm saying? Like the rest of the movie didn't – Yeah, dude. I wanted, to hear their, I wanted to hear their performance at least. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> well, it's, it's just kind of strange like how deep they get into the music part of this but it's really like not a factor in the movie or like the message. It's just all kind of strange and then the stuff with Algie Smith at the end is while understandable sort of just tacked on to the film. With his like not wanting to sing in front of white people and not feeling comfortable around police and sort of just like how his life is ruined. And it's just like, hey, I'm poor. I can't do whatever. And then it's just like it's sort of like a jump for me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, you, you it, mentioned- it's, just, it's just like them wanting to scrape emotion from the audience for our character. One of the more honest – well. One of the things that actually did evoke some emotion in me, you mentioned him, Algie Smith, not feeling comfortable around police. In that first third, which we didn't actually talk about, like, 
the setup in the hotel leading up to like the second third that much when they're just hanging out in the room sure. when Jason Mitchell's like like twirling around the gun and everyone's freaking out and not just not just it wasn't really them freaking out in that scene but when he phrases it as like how you guys are feeling now just because I'm twirling around the gun is how like a black person feels every time they have an encounter with the police and I mean I'm not I'm not naive like I know that there is a big problem in our country with how black people are treated by police but it was an interesting way i would say of the tension created in that moment but having it not actually be about that moment but having it be like that's what it's like every time a black person goes to the police like the just the the fear you have is the fear anyone would have if you're in a room where someone's randomly twirling a gun around and i thought that was kind of an interesting interesting moment in a way to spin it that felt a little isolated from the rest of the movie in kind of an interesting way um, but Agreed. I just, I just thought about that and there was one other moment like that, but I've since forgotten it that kind of made me feel like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there, there are some moments like that, that I, you can't make a whole movie necessarily out of like them hanging out, talking in a room like that, I guess, make for a good episode of a TV show or something. But, uh, I mean, they um, kind of did make a whole movie out of people <laughs> hanging oh, out, that, talking oh, in a room. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I think the, I think the exact quote was something along the lines of, you know, if you feel uncomfortable now, like this is how black people feel. Like there's always a gun pointed at their head, mm-hmm. and and I think that's interesting. And it's it, it's a shame that it's not really something they they could expound upon really. And I um, and I almost agree. Like the way I just said that they pulled off that scene, I I would I would say that yes, that is more nuanced than the second half of the film. So there are some more like or second third, excuse me. But like that's a, like a more nuanced way of making a larger point that we're talking yeah. about. Um, than what they did in the second third, which I agree. I mean, maybe not nuanced, but I guess the lack of it there just didn't bother me because it like scared the shit out of me in some ways. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like, it, it's just like you have these scenes, and it's just like you, you have these girls, and it's like the cops are saying, you know, how could you want to have sex with a black guy? Da, 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 da. And it's like, hey, like, is that all you could write? Like, we've heard that before. We've seen that in movies. We've seen that in TV. And it's like, I don't know. It's I mean, just like, so... what, but like, what else was gonna like? Of, of course, that would make them mad, you know? They're racist. Yeah, they're racist white dudes. Like, I know, know, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, we get it. Like, they're racist white dudes. But why should I care about these racist white dudes in this in this movie? Whereas, like, we've seen racist white dudes before, and we're gonna see racist white dudes after. And it's like, these are just generic racist white dudes. And, yeah, but like I mean, and, like I just feel I don't know. Like I'm just like not sure what what more I need from my racist white dudes. Like I, if if you feel like you've seen it a lot before, then then yeah, you're not gonna really feel the need to watch more movies about them. But I mean, like I I don't really know if I need them to be like more any more well rounded and three dimensional when like they're racist. I I mean yeah, I, I'm trying to. I, I understand what you're saying. I just maybe I just can't. Uh, That's fine if you ex- didn't find them that interesting. Like you're they're if they're not compelling, like they're not compelling as people to me either i just i just felt the danger that they were imposing and that's kind of just gave, made me feel a little more connected to it and if you just kind of felt it being a little routine and familiar like i can't blame you yeah. there i just I, it just happened to evoke more of an emotional response in me sure um, it's like no sure. i'm not I'm, like, I can't, like i can't disagree and say you're wrong with your observations but i think it's just like it's gonna affect people slightly differently i suppose um do you, do you think this suffers from dunkirkism where there's just not enough uh time with specific characters and there's not really any main characters it's just a story no because i said as i said earlier like i think that i uh 
like yeah, I mean, when you have that big of an ensemble, you're not gonna get that deep into a lot of the characters. But I cared enough about them that I was still in, invested during that. Um, during that, I think where it could have taken a lesson from Dunkirk was in the editing room, probably. You know, like I we already talked about how poorly edited that third, that last third was. And while like we we said we liked Dunkirk and we just wish that it had more character work, like they, it's just think if you that this thing of Dunkirk had been two and a half hours of exactly what it was. You know, like we would have been a lot more negative on it. And yeah, here, for sure. Here it's like if they had found a way to get it down like to an hour fifty by doing a better job of like maybe i mean i'm not even going to say they couldn't have cut out some stuff in the middle i like i I, that would that would have been totally legitimate and just think that they and that would have like made things a little better for you and then if they cut cut things that first like i don't know i guess i'm saying is like there are enough of the characters there for me and i think there was enough other fat they still could have trimmed that would have made it that would have made it tighter um uh the one other thing i think is kind of interesting about this movie is that that like they they like they made this before the election last year um yeah which i think is weird like they they're obviously trying to make the point by releasing it 50 years after the fact like how little little has changed but it's really really bizarre and i hadn't even really thought about it till we started recording because i saw this before like the events of charlottesville last weekend and i mean it's it's a little different because that wasn't the police being the perpetrators of like sure violence against black people it was just a bunch of nazis doing their thing but I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, look, I hate, I hate uh, the thing. I, I'm not minimizing it. The thing is awful. Like I was just whatever. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I just, I just had that thought. Was that, like I saw this movie before that happened. I mean, you saw it after, but it's just like I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of that. It's just really bizarre that like they already thought they were making some kind of statement when they like made this movie by doing it when they did because it got greenlit at a time when like violence against black people had been brought more to the forefront of our attention in the country. And then it's just weird that it gets released like right at this time, where like, which which they could not have seen. White coming nationalists when they were are spreading their. Wings. I don't know. It's just so bizarre. I don't know if I have a point. It's just so like weird that like they already thought their timing was like impeccable. And while like yes, like ideally, if you're having a movie make a statement about these things, like it'd be I mean like it'd be better than what you thought this movie was. I don't know. It's just weird. It's I, I don't know. I, I I just wanted to like say that like I think that's really unfortunate that like it became even like more prevalent than it probably should have been <laughs> sure or we're not pre- um, relevant pre- prevalent relevant excuse me i i couldn't help but think that while i was watching a movie that not you know of course i wish it wasn't a true story because it's terrible but at the same time after watching something like don't breathe and get out it feels like this movie would have played much better as like a horror movie more than this this dramatization well, i'd argue that the, it is a horror movie for that second third well it's not a good one it's just maybe it is but <laughs> you know like think about like get out it, to me it is that movie is so much more nuanced in what it's doing than this movie right and and it just comparing the two to me you can just see the difference well, my, my one problem with get out was like the white people weren't nuanced enough and it's kind of weird that i kind of felt the opposite about like how you do here and that like you thought that they but but that but that's sort of the point is that uh it's like that martin luther king jr quote where people it's like the white moderate people that don't think they're racists are sort of the problems and that's while there's a in get out there's a underlying there's a twist right where they actually are racist (laughs) but they're sort of playing to this idea that they're not racist but they still are being racist and 
exploitative and uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you remember though, like, yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but like, that was like my one, my one misgiving about get out was that like, I got that that was what they were going for, but I thought I saw too clearly how racist they were in that, in get out, even before like they had the twist in get out, you know, like, I mean, but I, I think that's because you're educated and smart enough and aware of things okay more so than more so than a Thank general you. public and b <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> take your compliments when you can get them you're not racist yay racism. Um, but yeah i mean like it's you and i can see it but like you we both know people or parents that'll be like oh like i yeah i would have voted for obama too you know what i mean but it's like that we we see that but mm-hmm. that's something a that happens in different contexts every day to African Americans, and B is said with general intent of being positive or not the opposite of racist, but turns out to be racist, right? Mm. Um, and I just think Get Out is uh, obviously it's a better movie than this, um, but just watching something like that and watching Don't Breathe because you mentioned the scenes where they're sort of like running around trying to find like an escape yeah it's like don't breathe oh, yeah yeah and and it was interesting i was like that that part i was like fuck this is tense but then there ends up sort of just being like no consequence to to that um which is a little disappointing um but yeah i don't know i just just a thought i had that i kind of wish it was no i mean i agree that that, that that is one way that's a more i mean it, it is telling a more nuanced message in get out it's just here it's I don't know. I guess I, I didn't feel the need for it as much as you did, and that's probably like where we differ the most on this one. Even if, like, I like I still said earlier, like I, I clearly have like I, th- I mean I I like the Hurt Locker. I like Zero Dark Thirty more than the Hurt Locker. I know you don't like the Hurt Locker, but I clearly think this movie is not as good as those two. Only other Catherine. Well, I, I guess I've seen two other Catherine Bigelow movies. I've seen. I saw. I watched Point Break for the first time a couple weeks ago. And I saw I saw I saw a K nineteen the Widowmaker when I was in like middle school with Harrison Ford doing a stupid Russian accent. But uh, um, it is funny how like she's changed since doing something like Point Break that the movies have gotten a lot differently. And um, I don't know. You should watch. So going back to uh, All Eyes on Me, right? Okay. Uh, she directed Gang Related in nineteen ninety seven, which has Tupac and Jim Belushi and James Earl Jones and Dennis Quaid in it. And I haven't watched it in a while, and I but I like it a lot, and partly because Tupac's in it. Um, but I, I find it pretty interesting. It's not the best movie ever, but it's one of those like I think it has enough interesting moments and originality that you can appreciate it while understanding that it's not like some great Oscar-winning drama. But I think that you should watch that too, because I I know you said that you wanted to watch. Um, no, I definitely want to watch Tupac movies. I still. Like I said, I yeah. still have the juice on my stars watch list, yeah. so yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. Do, I'll do that, and I'll do. I'll, I, I definitely, I, I still plan on doing that for sure. I'll say that. Yeah, I just figured because I remember you saying you wanted to watch Juice and and whatever else, so yeah. I figured I'd bring up Gang Related now because she did that. I fully intend to. Um, but yeah, and like Josh said, I I really don't like her locker. Tons of reasons for it, but it's fine. Jaredark Thirty, I think, is pretty good. Um, I actually haven't watched it since – man, when did that come out? Like 2012? Yeah. No, 2013. Spring of 2013. I think I saw it twice um, and I, I like it a lot um, and it just seems like that movie has a little bit more of a purpose and an end game 
then of course it has an end game <laughs> well in terms of message and like yeah, what the movie you, you. as a as a filmmaker is trying to get across um whereas detroit it's just like sort of feels like she's just making a movie to make a movie about uh racial politics and whatever else and it doesn't it, it just didn't really do anything for me so i don't yeah, know yeah i mean i agree with that i mean like it's like we get, we we need to wrap it up because we've been going for too long on this. But I would say that it's like <laughs> in this one, like it's like ultimately, like what's the point? That like it didn't teach us anything we didn't already know. And I can't disagree with anyone yeah. who says that. But I I still say I was still pretty entertained by the filmmaking in the first two thirds. But I can't disagree with the fact that like that's a pretty bad last third, and it doesn't teach. It taught me a story. But, like, it is kind of weird now that I know that, like, it wasn't an exact, like, retelling. Like, it wasn't – we don't have an exact account of it. So it it didn't teach me anything new about race relations, and it might have – it told me a story that might not even be true. So it's yeah. like, well, I respected the filmmaking in the first two-thirds. Yeah. I don't actually – like, I don't know if that movie had a message, and I don't really know if, like, the movie that I was watching the first two-thirds was told as it happened. So it is, like, a weird feeling to reconcile those things. Yeah. I, I I would agree with that, and I think that's a good place to leave off. So um, if you guys want to discuss Detroit or Catherine Bigelow with us, uh, you can hit us up on social media. Josh's Twitter account is at? Josh Jernavoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. I'm at A Clambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. Our podcast Twitter is 52and52pod. Our podcast email is 52and52pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.